Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to the scooby-doo i mean superhero speak i'm your host dave scooby-doo juniper lee that was it that's the name of the show i was trying to remember the scooby-doo Mer- scooby-doo Lee. No, no. I don't know why Scooby Doo made me remind. It reminded me of what the name of it was. We're ten seconds into the show, and I derailed it by singing the Scooby Doo, the second Scooby Doo theme song, before the show. Ah, sorry. Yes, hi, I'm John. That's Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? We need some help for you now. But come on, get involved till the mystery is solved. Hang around for Scooby Doo, the one where his his cousin Scooby Dumb showed up. Instead of his nephew Scrappy Doo, that came later. I was gonna say, as long as there's no puppy power, because that was like that was the early 80s. This was, I believe, the late 70s, maybe possibly mid 70s. Yeah, it's true. That that was back when they were crossing over with Blue Falcon, right? Yeah, yeah, and they had the the Harlem Globetrotters on and all these other guys. They did the Harlem, I think that was, I think that was after the Harlem Globetrotters and Batman and all that, but before Mm -hmm. Scrappy Scooby Doo was on forever. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's it's still on. Uh, and so, for those confused listening, the person who derailed us is JD. As always. No, I did with my Juniper Lee thing, but. <laughs> oh, sure. You want credit when you do something wrong. Okay, I get it. I do. Is, is Scooby Doo Lee uh, too weird of an episode title? No, I... <laughs> that would confuse some people, yes. It would. Yes, especially what our main topic is. All right. Scooby Dunaperly. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And then so since you direct, since you guys are off the rails Nuts. already, we'll start with JD. How was your week, sir? Oh, uh, not bad actually. Getting some got a lot of work done. For the first time in 13 years, I don't have to shoot playoff high school football. I'm thrilled because I'll be warm and my pay doesn't go down at all from the season. Nice. Instead of freezing my nuts off, you know, all winter. So, yeah, I'm all right, actually. You know, wrestling season starts in a couple weeks. Getting some good work done. New novels coming along nicely. I'm all right. How are, how are you? I, I, I'll go. Okay, we'll go John List. All right. Yeah, we're going, <laughs> out, of right. We're yeah. going out of sequence this week. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, no, there are no I'm, rules. Everything's I'm doing good. So crazy. you're, you're the uh, <laughs> up is down, left is right. <laughs> Dog Dog is Dog. Is <laughs> Mass hysteria. hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> Has to um, be said. Uh, yeah i actually i started watching a new show on netflix i don't know how new it is because everyone's already watched it but i just discovered it and i haven't uh, seen it so but that doesn't mean anything 
and and I'll probably talk about it in the recommendations. So, because I actually have something to recommend. <laughs> and then I watched a movie and fell asleep, and we'll talk about that. And <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> mm. And and yeah, and something I'm not going to talk about on the show yet. But I had a really good day yesterday, and I'll just leave it at that. Did you get laid? No, not oh, that okay. good. Not that good. But could we not, please? <laughs> well, I just got excited for my man over here. He sound he he led me astray. I thought I thought the booty came a knocking. I was now wrong. I discovered true. Now I feel bad. Different. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's an, <laughs> that's another kind of day. Okay, I was I was okay. Fine. I'll say that I did meet someone, but we just met. No. So. Oh. <laughs> so, so I I jumped three or four you, steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe ten steps. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> <sighs> How about you, John? Have you gotten laid? <laughs> I wish this was still a video podcast because the, the look on O'Grady's face was priceless. This one might have to get posted. Oh, I you know, do. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've had an interesting week. I got I got injustice in the mail finally, and I haven't watched it yet. I was too busy with you know some other animes, the the fall season of anime and and work. So, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the heck out of Injustice probably this weekend. <clears throat> Sit down with some popcorn and see how it turns out. DC Injustice? <clears throat> yeah. There's a cartoon of that? Yes. There's animation, not a cartoon. Ma- sorry. An animation. They're, they're, they're not dolls. They're figure <laughs> action figures. We're cutting, cl- we're, we're cutting close here, but I, I having little kids makes you so out of tune with things that if, if you're not uh, constantly on top of things, they can slip by you and you're like, what? Really? That happened? Yeah. No. I, I, I regularly do a search on on Amazon for any new DC you know properties coming out. Let let me know how that is. I'm actually very curious about. They that. they've been hit or miss lately, but I think there are know. a lot of them are hit or miss. So that's why I'm curious. <laughs> Didn't we already see it was called Brightburn? <laughs> well, we, no, we already saw it. It's called Justice League Injustice, right? It's like Injustice. Well, that's League, exactly. They did. And, that. They also did that as well. Yep. And 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 Bruce Tim has done it already. And like you know, it's been done to death, really. So even yeah. Superman is something that I'm quite I'm quite over. Yeah, like like zombies. Like you know, we're done also with over zombies. Zombi- also over zombies. Mm. We'll never be over vampires ever. No, no not as long as you want to sell books. <laughs> <laughs> How is your novelette thing going? Pretty good. I mean, Kindles are weird. The Kindle Bellas are weird. I'm not tracking it because everyone I see is like, oh my God, my Kindle Bella numbers are terrible. So I assume they all suck. So my plan is I'm just going to keep releasing it like this and I'm not even going to care who's reading it. And if it's done and it does well, cool. If not, I'm just going to take all these chapters and put it out as a book on its own. So this is in, in the end of the day. It's like, you know, this is a different experiment on writing a novel. So it's having, I'm having fun with it, which is all I care about at the moment. We're experimenting with a new platform. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, you know, I can't yeah, remember. Do you, chances. Do you yeah. have a plan on how many chapters you're going? Vaguely, because I'm basing it off the off the the, the, the outline of the novel, of the, okay. uh, the graphic novel, excuse me. So based on, I, I'm pretty much just wrapped up the first issue, and that was like six chapters. So based on that, there's, third, there's what is it, four, six, seven, four, 24, but I think I have some ideas for places I could go that I didn't have before, and I'm just going to. I don't know. We'll let it, we'll let it go. It's not going to be as long as my normal novels. I'm, I'm anticipating probably, I don't know, 30, 40,000 words on this one. Okay. Not super long. That's a lot of words. No, it's really not. Like <laughs> a normal novels, like 85,000 words. That's like your average novel. Like the, the high fantasy stuff like that is hun- it's like 200,000, like, like a game of Thrones or something like that. Yeah, or like that's of true. Time. Those things are, that's like the Bible. Or a Dune. 
Or oh. Dune. Dune is also long. It's very long. So I can't complain. So, cool. I'm wondering how this review session is going to go. Actually, I'm not. So, uh, no. <laughs> so, so, John, anything else besides? We got sidetracked again. Anything besides injustice? <laughs> Were you done? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really done. Just you know, I might, might we might have guest star come on once or twice because my we're having a massive nor'easter come through over the next twenty four hours, and my cats are ticked that I'm keeping them in. Yes. So, otherwise, me, nothing really. All right. Well, then you know what that means, guys. It's time for social media madness. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I kept it short this week. <laughs> so the first one, I don't know why the link didn't work in the email, so I had to cut and paste, but. Because I sent something that came up right before we recorded. We had talked about Marvel pushing all their movies back for 2022. And that's where we're starting. Shadow Walker, the rabbit demon, said, we haven't heard from Shadow Walker in a while, so I had to include it. Just move 2022 movies to Disney Plus and skip theaters. So, you know. I don't hate that idea, but I think Disney hates that idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think people, I think movie companies that want to make money hate that idea. Well, plus they've already written the contracts up and, you know, Scarlet and the, and the rest, they've already taken them to task on that. So I don't think they're going to, they'd have to renegotiate everything now or else and this, there's more wrath. This is not a time for ho- anyone in Hollywood to want to renegotiate anything. Yeah. No. More no. of that. No, we talked to, well, we talked about it last week too, right? Oh, the- it's worse now. Huh. All right. We're talking about the Alec Baldwin thing, right? Oh, that's what I'm meaning. Uh, oh, no. oh, oh, no! Man. But you, I know about it. We'll get. Yeah, we'll. we'll yeah, let's, we'll, let's save that. It was not in the notes, but that that relates to the uh, other stuff that's in the notes that you can't talk about without touching on that. Yeah, true. Yeah, and that was yeah horrible. All right, horrible. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. So we had talked about we got our first actual look at Black Adam, which the Ocho Dorle Hour podcast said. Great Injustice 3 trailer. <laughs> See? <laughs> but Black Adam has a distinct, like, you know, storyline. So it should be interesting. I mean, you know, as long as they do it justice. Or in injustice. Or in justice. Oh. <laughs> waka waka. I did a funny. <laughs> and it, it never fails, guys. It never fails. You talk about Batman. Everyone chimes in. Yes. That's why mm. they keep doing Batman stuff. <laughs> he, I, I, he's got to be the most popular character. Oh, I don't think without a doubt. I don't think it could even be argued. So, of course, we talked about the the Pattinson Batman movie. So, oh, I wanted to shout out before we get into this to Tiff from Fans of Patrol, hey. who in the latest episode coined Pattinson. And I'm like, I didn't think of that. And I was going to say, I was yeah. so pissed. Like, wait a minute. How come no one has thought about Patterson yet? It's right there. <laughs> exactly. So, so mad. I'm so mad at me. Well, well played. <laughs> so so I'm good. giving her credit. Yes. Yeah. Kudos. Mm-hmm. So random Randy Savage said someone is trying to out edgelord Zack Snyder. And the only way is to get mad. Big mad. <laughs> you know, it's hard to argue that, that point. The gif of what's Jim, his name? Jim, Jim Carrey as Jim, Ace Ventura. Yes, chewing a huge mound of gum is awesome. Um, it's it's not possible to out edge lord. <laughs> the king of the edge lords? No, yeah. we can only hope to try. Oh my god! Again, Ocho 
<laughs> ODPH <laughs> said dark, gritty, and feels like classic Frank Miller. Which kind of, I mean, it's kind of going for. It's the saying they're going for the the year one stuff, right? That Miller wrote. So mm-hmm. it, it, exactly. So they hit the nail on the head. I would say if the Nolan stuff seemed very Logan Sale, this definitely has the the Miller Masichelli itch to yeah. it. Yeah. It still feels overplayed. Possibly, me, a lot of Batman is overplayed though. So yeah, yes. I know, but there's good overplayed, and then there's like you know. <laughs> Then there's like Lego Batman overplay darkness, you know. <laughs> no parents. You might you know? be one. You might be one of the only people I know who does not like that trailer. Well, I mean, you know, I could be wrong. I, I don't. It, but it just it just seemed like it took itself way way too seriously, you know. And so does Batman. That's where I keep coming back to. Is like Batman. Like everyone take like the editors at DC take him super serious. True, he's but not allowed to sit down. Like I, this the, is, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like this is kind of what Batman is. At the, I know, but yeah. Nolan was like no, Nolan no, also Nolan's took him been, very seriously, right? But it, no jokes, no jokes. But it worked, cracked. right? But it worked. It, yeah, like, but we don't know. We don't know if this does it yet. I know. You know, it's hard. But, it's hard to, to judge it based off of trailers because most trailers suck. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. seems like we're going from the 1960s batman adam west batman to we're gonna find that other polar opposite at but some that point what, yeah. but isn't that what we did though we went from michael we went from adam west to michael keaton and in 1989 that did feel like a opposite i know but now looking back on it it's still kind of goofy it, yes it, you're 100 right 89 batman in retrospect super goofy tim burton but yeah. at the time it didn't feel that and you have to judge things in the era in which they were created true yes right so we're in a really dark place right now, is what I you're mean, saying. There's a lot of yeah. Have you been outside lately? It's a fucking <laughs> pandemic killing millions of people. <laughs> there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of things too that you probably loved when you were a kid that or when you were younger, that if you look back on them now, you'd be like, Man, this is goofy. Yeah. So, I did I watch uh, a lot goofy of goofy especially. Goofy. Yeah. Goofy's <laughs> a great example of that. I watched a lot of cartoons with my kid that some have aged pretty good and some have not. Like I was watching Scooby Doo with Andy before. That's how I got in that whole kick. What a great, well-written show! Yeah, right. And it gets kids to start to 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 question the motivations of ghosts and like you know, it's never a, it's never a ghost. It's always some evil rich guy looking to scam people out of money. What a great message to impart to kids to hate rich people. Teaches critical thinking. It teaches critical thinking <laughs> skills. Right. Oh my god! It makes, you, it makes you suspect the men. It's great left-wing indoctrination. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> It's, it's brilliant and everything that I feel like I need to impart onto my kid. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> James Gorgon said, I like what I've seen so far. Not crazy about the cow, but it could develop over the course of the movie. Is it me or are people like super critical on what the cow looks like no matter what is done? With it? Yes. You know, yeah. if they do if they do tall ears, if they do short yeah. ears, yeah. I know. I've if never they do had... bat nipples, and, the cod Well, piece. nipples I mean, is a different story. Like I know. The nipples and, was a bit, you know. And the oh, thing... And then, go ahead, dude, sorry. The thing with the cow, too, is like the debates even goes on... It's been going on in the comics. It's not yeah. just a movie thing. Right. It's like... Because yeah. I remember people freaked out when Kelly Jones had like the 10-foot ears. And then Jim Jim Lees are like little pooky things that just pop out. Mm-hmm. Like, I never... I don't care. Like, it's never bothered me what the cow looks like. I don't know. Yeah, True. I mean, he's already got a cape, so any bad guy could just grab the cape and choke him. So, as we've as we've learned in 
The Incredibles. Yeah. Ed boo, boo World Order, boo. Stew World Order said, looks fine. I could take it or leave it. That's, eh, maybe that's a low line what John is saying. And the pop culture hootenanny <laughs> said. It's a great name. Mm. I hope they listen. Kudos to you, sir. Man. It's it's like the most Batman and not it's like oh I like it's mostly Batman and not so much Bruce Wayne so far anyway. We talked about we, that. We talked about that, yeah. I feel I think I feel it's a flaw in a lot of Batman, but I don't want to yep. rehash that right now. Yeah. And then and then finally Christopher Truitt said in this in the suit looks good. Out of the suit looks a bit emo to me. See? See, I'm not the only one. That said that <laughs> looks a bit emo. So ha ha ha! I feel, I feel vindicated. I feel a lot of people are going to say that because of his hair, right? And in the one shot, he's got yeah. the black around his eyes, so that also lends credence to. But emo hasn't been a thing since like I 2007. Oh, stop it! Uh, it hasn't. Like not, Yellow not, Card isn't playing anymore. Not not since South Park Yellow made fun of wrong. it. That's uh, the only emo that's left of those emo kids on South Park. That's it. I can't think of any of those emo bands now. Fall Out Boy. They're kind Link, of Lincoln Park. Oh my god, oh, that's before emo. Lincoln Park was uh, oh, post, true. They've been around post grunge stuff. Yeah, that's like new metal. Uh, Lincoln Pop was metal. Um, <laughs> Dashboard Confessional. Hmm. I don't know because isn't the isn't the Godfather of emo the Cure? Yes. 100 yeah. percent robert smith is absolutely the godfather but it took a little it takes a little while for your influence to be like felt right yeah. my chemical romance my chemical romance there you go that is an emo but yes definitely uh, that's it that's all i've got an emo like, <laughs> I, you just reached the bottom of my well on that i'm done <laughs> yeah well hey not to harp on it too i am so tired of the black makeup around the eyes when i saw him riding the motorcycle and he had the glass lenses on i'm like oh cool they're finally gonna do that because they've done that in the comics where he's got lenses in there as opposed to just you know to, to obfuscate his eyes as opposed to putting black makeup around because like right, he's supposed to be using augmented reality these days right like he, that's yeah, like, part of his equipment like why like i just don't get like why, why would he take the time to put black makeup around his eyes all the time you know he'd find a better way to do it so and at some point He's going to forget to take off the makeup when he go when he switches to or he's gonna or at some point he's gonna forget to put it on, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, if that bat signal goes up, he's gotta go. So so anyway. Speaking of gotta go. On that note, if you wanna know how you can follow us on social media and be part of social media madness and here's some other great podcasts in the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. Here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. 
you will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right, thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And no one knows why I am laughing right now. Why is that so funny? I don't understand that. I really do not have any clue. For those listening, JD walked out and then he stuck his head in the door and <laughs> saw that I was still talking and walked away. All right. When well, you gotta that go, note, you gotta go. On that note, we're going to take our first commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Um, sorry. All right. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Do you, you mind mean if my, I, my Momo? Oh. Do you, do you mind if I insert something in the beginning of this first? Is that how you, is that a page that's your pickup line? <laughs> You 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 and the audience can't see it now, but I I have the most stinkiest stink eye that I am giving this. Oh, I thought you were going to say erection. All right, boys and girls, and we're back from commercial. I'm trying. I am trying so hard right now. Shut up! I can't cut any of this out. Just stop. This has to I'm be trying to be serious here for crying out loud. <laughs> I know. Just I for can... one second. All right. So I'm I'm taking over for just a second. All right? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Another one. Uh, go all ahead, right. John. Go ahead, John. Proceed. I God, how do I even like? <laughs> okay. So a while a while back, Hiromi Suru. The voice of Bulma on Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. okay. passed away a couple of years back. Okay. And just this past week, Chris Iris, I think was his name. He, he, he was the voice of Frieza and he just passed away at 56. That's young. It is. And it sucks. That's super young. That's way too young. And, and, and you gotta, that is weird because the actor who played Gunther... He also passed away. And he was like 56 when he passed yeah. away. I don't want to be so, on the show. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, it just, I, I want to make sure that like, that doesn't go unremarked because like Dragon Ball has been around since the early eighties, uh, you know, the, the manga for mm-hmm. longer, I think. And, uh, you know, they're, they just finished Dragon Ball Super a couple of years ago and they're coming, they, they, they're going to start another one, I think. And another, another full series. And they've already got movies coming out and it's still going strong. And it's they're they're in the land of like, you know, like the Simpsons, right? You're starting to worry about the the voice actors on the Simpsons passing away from just old age at this point. Uh, same thing with the Dragon Ball, but Dragon Ball is such an iconic anime. It's like one of the holy three, you know, it's Dragon Ball, Naruto and well, One Piece, but One Piece is never going to end. So it's, you know, I, I just, I, I find it very sad that he passed away. So I wanted to make sure we, we t- said something. Gunther from Friends died? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. When did that cancer. happen recently too? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. Can't, he had been fighting cancer for a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. He kept it quiet. Shit. Yep. That's terrible. And Chris, Chris Iris, he died from COPD and emphysema. All right. <clears throat> uh, 
so yeah you know just just a shout out to all the dragon ball z fans out there and there are a ton of them there are so still popular with kids and like like i still hear young people talking about dragon ball z like that's a that's a cultural touchstone oh and the the last couple of episodes of dragon ball super they filled stadiums with people and it like you never heard that much cheering even during like you know soccer tournaments it's like "Mm -mm." that's a shame all right so let's yeah so john brought this brought the house down let's (laughs) i tried i i derailed and john made us feel bad now i feel bad for making dick jokes jeez <laughs> no never feel bad for making dick jokes <sighs> anyway so yeah we feel, feel bad like, feel bad for being a dick there's a difference we uh, we, we can go try on that, so i probably should try that at some point yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> widen your vistas man <laughs> all right so um, is, that an, is that another pickup line oh, <laughs> dang i got gotcha. you uh, <laughs> let's 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 uh, let's hey, hey baby let's get back let's get back to the news so far quad so so guys recently i went to new york comic-con yes and while i was there i got an, an exciting opportunity i basically interviewed like the entire cast of a show that used to be on uh why the last man why was it on so apparently over the weekend i mean and they're in the middle of the first season i think Seven episodes have been aired so far out of ten. That's bad. And all of a sudden, the one of the head writers tweeted out like, "Oh, apparently we're canceled." Like, something. Well, I want you to think about something. Firefly. That's the thing, though. This used, but John, this used to happen all the time when shows would get canceled. Nothing gets canceled anymore. Nothing, especially in streaming gets yeah. canceled yeah no, especially on, on like netflix never cancels anything right they, they just they green light everything and they finish it they're like okay we're just well, the season is up it's a thing right. we'll move on mm. like it's nothing ever gets like canceled or like, even like even when the show's you know in the middle of the first season like yeah they just right they just let it play out and they're just like they don't right. say anything until people start asking we're season two right and they go oh yeah oh yeah we're not doing that. yeah it's so weird. it's, it's weird yeah. i I, yeah. I did it it's my fault. So I mean, yeah, I'm the, the one who said, I'm the one who came on here when we started talking about that show, and, and I said, oh, I don't know why anybody would want to watch this. Apparently, <laughs> so, you were right. They're they're going to wrap up the first season on. It does say on November first, and there is no plans to renew for season two. And yeah, I, the Last Man lost its relevance in today's culture. Like 20 years ago, it was a pretty big comic. So but I can see it being not interesting today. It's so true. An, we have we have a lot bigger fish to fry these days, and that kind of I don't know that that cultural touchstone hasn't yeah. really is kind of that's what I'm saying. It's no, like, no, no. So here's the thing, and you guys haven't watched the show. I haven't watched it either. Haven't, but no. but I talked to the like I said, I talked to the the, the head writer, the the producer, and the, the cast, and it might be twofold, and I don't know. And I I but they took the con they took the world of why the last man and tried to make it more relevant to things that are going on today and it in some ways it works and i do think it's the right platform for what they did but that's where i think the problem is, is i'm hearing from people that are fans of the book that they changed too much from the source and i mean i don't know maybe it just didn't find its audience because of that you know well that, that goes right back to what jd was saying is it relevant anymore and if you have to well, change it so much that it that the, the fans of it don't can't identify with it anymore 
then yeah, it might not be yeah. relevant enough in this age. I think it's a combination of those things. Like not only, I don't know if it's relevant anymore. I don't know if the changes that were made helped to find a different, I mean, clearly not. The, the changes they made, made it relevant to a different audience. And it didn't seem like it was promoted very well. Like this is a Hulu show, right? <clears throat> uh, FX, yeah. Yeah, yeah FX on yeah. Hulu, yeah. So, I mean, like it wasn't like Warner was really behind it. Yeah. You know, it's like this, it just seemed like a perfect storm of not going to work. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing research and a video pops up. I just sorry. Go on. You were saying. You were saying. The faces. Oh. Uh oh. Wow. He's so mad he just walked off set. Uh anyway. So <laughs> he's no, so- <laughs> uh, yes. I it, the problem is if you're not sure if you're gonna find a new audience and you do alienate your core audience. That's a problem. I just have to know like how bad the ratings were for them to just decide while the first season's on, we're canceling this. You know, it's FX and well, and I don't yeah, even know stream, how streaming service they won't like they. I don't know. They don't who, release their numbers, and who knows uh, what how they even judge things on that. You know, I have no idea. Uh, it's now, it's now they're gonna have to find another place to put Diane Lane. Damn it. <laughs> Isn't she in your heart? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because JD knows about Diane Lane being in your heart. Oh, Diane Lane's hot. <laughs> She's 56 years old, and she is like still one of the most. I thought you were going to tell me she was dead too at 56. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was about no. to write a book. I'm like, what no. is going on? No. JD's new book, 56. 56. You'd, have, you'd have the black roses behind me right now, and, and my, my Diane board would be up. <laughs> So, so she's still a couple years younger than you, right, John? <laughs> Everybody, we should all look. Me. We should all look so great at fifty-six. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Right, but but anyway, yeah. Okay, so why the last man that you know she was in that? Now she has to find another place to go. But she'll I mean, find work. She's always managed to rebound. She was in Brightburn, and she's still a good actress too. She's, she's always been very talented. Yeah, right. That's never been an issue. Yes, but yeah. The, so why the last man? Maybe not relevant anymore because they tried to change it in order to be relevant which means it wasn't relevant yeah it just didn't work you mm-hmm. know the audience didn't want it yeah i'm still releasing those interviews soon so don't worry about that yeah why not <laughs> you know i'll tell you what the audience poor people really want. everyone everyone i've talked to really is digging on this cowboy bebop adaptation <laughs> yes it looks really good so i wanted to include it because i want our anime expert to weigh in on on this preview because first off i don't get the whole like screen splitting thing is that something from the cartoon because i I, i'm sorry the anime because i've i've never watched it but i've heard it's really good not really but it's the old timey thing like they're they're really going hard with making it feel like the original anime almost you know and and the dialogue and they're true to the storyline like almost every episode ends with them sitting in the in the spaceship you know, having not being able to collect on their bounty. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it feels, it feels, it feels good. You know, I guess we'll see when it, when it comes out, but you know, I heard somebody say that they could have done better, uh, a better job with the audio because it was a little bit uh, crunchy around the, the dialogue, but I think it was supposed to be. I think it was, yeah, they I, did know, that I know, I know. It could be, choice. they could clean up a little bit so you could still, you know, hear like, because in some of the action you might have, but otherwise, 
I no, they've got the feel that like oh. Netflix really threw money at them. I, they must have to make it look like that and make it feel like that. They and, they they believe in it clearly. Yeah. And and all that all like you were mentioning, Dave, the all that panel switching and everything, but yeah. turning it into an actual you know device in, yeah. in the storytelling in the in the in the trailer. Whew, nice. I mean, really cool. And almost Deadpoolish. <laughs> cool, man. I don't. I yeah. I have to be. I have to be honest. I'm not sure who the other two actors are, but John Ch- uh, Chow. Cho. Oh, Cho. Sorry, John Cho. He looks amazing in this. Like, yeah, they he's look such they a good look actor. Like their counterpart. Yeah. Like their, their it's, anime it's counterparts. Just, it's yeah. I, I'm definitely. I I I never watched the original anime, but I'm definitely gonna check this out. I, I tell you what, this this thing is going to win some Emmys for as far as art direction and stuff like that goes. Like, yeah. I think so. Super impressed with this. There's nothing. There's I tell you, there's nothing on TV that looks like this. No. So that that in itself, this is this is like breathtaking. I'm very excited about it, this. Show. It's nice that they took the chance. You know, yeah. like they just said, I, I, "You've got a vision, and and you want to make it. You want to keep the fans happy because that's what guarantees that this is going to make make bank for them." I mean, yeah. Because back a, in the day, oh, sorry, Dave. But I'm saying, it, and it, I'm excited for this. And there's a bad track record of doing live action anime ad, ad, oh, adaptations. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and Attack that's on Titan. What I was going to say is like, there's, Note, so many, there's so many Note. examples of like companies trying to sanitize or homogenize these wild ass concepts to cast as large net as possible. And we've talked about this on the show before, how you don't need to cast a wide net to be successful anymore. You can cast a niche net. And if you yeah. create some fanatic fans, like you're going to be all right. Especially like the anime fans and like, or their counterparts, science, well, some of them are both science fiction fans or, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel DC fans. Like they're not, that. those are not small groups of people. So if you can keep them happy and you give them something that they like, you are guaranteed a certain amount of money and it's a big amount of money. Well, Netflix kind of needs a hit. Like they, well, Squid Game did very well for them, but this is, it's not been their best year, right? So well, I feel except like, for Squid Game and like Squid well, Game Squid made Game their was, year, but that was it. It did, right? but they yeah. used to have three or four hits a year. And this year they've got kind of a one. Yeah. Because right? Queen's Gambit was a big one, but that was last year. Mm. Right. So I feel like they need something else to kind of stick the landing. And if this and Sandman stick landings, you know, all of a sudden Netflix is, you know, people are back on, oh, wow, Netflix is amazing stuff again. And Sandman's another gamble because Sandman the, is a gamble. The, I mean, the, the content of that is like dense and, and it's, it's also not mainstream, you know? It isn't, it isn't. I mean, like, I, I don't know if we need it. Like I said before, I don't even, I don't know if we need to chase the main, the quote unquote mainstream anymore because what's nerdy is mainstream. True. But the, even in the nerd quarter, there's that, that is still like its own corner in the nerd corner, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think people are more appreciative to some out there concepts now and don't need it like, you know, spoken down to. Yeah. Right. Like Good right. Omen, Good Omens did really well. Good Omens. So. That was a great adaptation. I and, really enjoyed that. And yes. two is coming out. They're they're working on that. So that should be fun. Yeah. It's about time. It feels like forever like, ago. It's been like four years, I want to say. Yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm really I'm really sad because they had Dirk Hentley's holistic de- uh, detective agency. That was out too. And I guess that Man. just kind of disappeared. It, it did. Was, I liked it. It was good. The both seasons were really good. Sometimes well, you know, you're getting two seasons on things that you know 10 years ago probably wouldn't have gotten a full season. Yeah. So we're living in a, we're living in an era where where at least creators can tell stories. You know, that's cool. unless 
Unless it's Why the Last Man. All right. Which makes it so weird. It's crazy. It is. I, I yeah, I wish Hulu would release numbers. I'm I'm curious. They must have been just awful. They must have been something where nobody would have mind like nobody would have noticed it. Yeah. Speaking of things that are gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Well. Okay, so so given the last he said she said with Warner Brothers out of that uh, with Ray Fisher, I kind of like said, <sighs> eh, I don't really want to and I and like there was some weirdness around this and i'm like i don't really want to talk about it but after this weekend i'm like all right everyone's gonna be talking about this ruby rose thing so i figured eh, let's bring it to the show so at this point as far as i know everything that i've read she put a post on social media basically bashing the production staff the the director and some of the actors on the show saying there was abuse and whatnot going on unsafe work environment too unsafe work environment the apparently it was countered with warner brothers coming out and saying no that is not true and she was actually fired from the show but we were keeping that quiet and now the actors that she came back and they were they're now basically saying like no she was terrible to work with she was fired and all of her accusations are false so (laughs) this is this is a cluster if i've ever seen one and with everything um, else that's going on, like to add flavor to this, it's kind of, you know, like the the revelation that they all work way, way long, at, well, to the general public, the revelation that they all work way too long hours and that the current, was it the, they had all those negotiations for uh, new pay and weekends and all that just lately. And so everybody's thinking that what she, what Ruby Rose was saying you know, kind of jives with with what we've been told. And then now we're hearing the other side of it. And you're like, okay, so either she's lying or five, 10 people are lying. And it's starting to sound bad. I I think the truth probably lands somewhere in the middle. As it usually does. I think she just wasn't up to the challenge of being the lead on a show like this but she said something like that in an interview way back when that you know and as as filming was starting that you know she wasn't used to the hours and you know there was so it was such a different environment than making a movie you know Mm -hmm. but i mean it sounds like she probably took out took that out on set to to people and Maybe there was complaints that she got fired. What what I find fascinating is that it's my guess, and JD, you can chime in uh, on this. And something like this, they have a contract, so they had to buy her out of her contract, and probably part of buying her out of the contract was signing an NDA. Like, right. no, no one's going to talk about this. But then she broke it by jumping on social media and complaining. So that's why they Warner Brothers was free to come back and say, "Well, no, the truth is she was actually fired." And she did break it, her neck too. That also might have played a part in it. You get sure kind of ornery when you um, when you're in pain from a so, broken so neck. So here's here's the thing though, is like when you're that's going to work, right? Like that's what these people do. They're going to work. And when you go to work every day, you don't expect to break your neck, right? And there's a lot of people that are gonna be more okay with that than others. When I say that, I mean there's people that come from a background like an athletic background or a stunt background where mm-hmm. them's the breaks. But if you go into the if you go into the acting profession, you really don't think about putting your body on the line for something like this. So the based on the fact that she broke her neck, which is a that's a legitimately scary injury, right? A broken neck could, depending on the type of broken neck, could kill someone. Right? And it requires mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a long time of recuperation. Long heal, 
a lot of recuperation could be surgeries in the future. Who knows how it heals broken. Cause from the neck down, like I said, as a guy with the herniation in C5, C6, you know, I got to be careful about stuff. I have to make sure I maintain, you know, neck strength flexibility at all times. Mm-hmm. Right. I chose that path. When you go into acting, that's not really the path you choose, especially when people throw the money at you. Hey, superhero, superhero, superhero. It's like, all right, I'm going to get in on this. And then you kind of find out this isn't quite what you what you had in mind. Now, from there on, everything else is like, you know, it is very he said, she said. I want to, I want to, I said before, I want to pull this into something else. Is mm. uh, I do want to yeah. steer this in the direction of what happened this weekend on the, the side of the film set Rust, right? Yeah. Where Alec Baldwin inadvertently shot Helena Hutchins, the DP of them. Thank you um, for saying, thank you for saying her name. No problem. I, I having indie film is something that I was pretty involved with in, in my twenties. My cousin and best friend still he's in the Directors Guild of America, and I texted him right away when I found. I say, man, what what do you what do you know? Because he's in, you know he's in the loop with all that stuff, mm-hmm. and he didn't know a whole lot. But we were talking about what what was going on, and he's like, this is what happens on a lot of these low budget shows, right? Is and I'm going to relate this in a second. Is in order to make your day and stay under budget, people cut corners. Right. And in that movie, they said like the the camera crew specifically said safety is not safety requirements are not being met. The prop you were not using union prop people, which, again, not saying that you have to use all union things. But, you know, you know, you're going to get better stuff when you hire the union guys. And SAG's remarkably open to working with non-union projects more so than they probably should be. So they had an unsafe working environment. And Alec Baldwin fired a gun while practicing murder and didn't murder murder is a bad word inadvertently killed you know helena hutchins right and wasn't it that was it the assistant director who the director is actually he, the director caught some i mean, i don't know if it's if it was ricochet or the bullet passed through or, right but i think it was the assistant director who who had handed him the gun it was just and, yeah, the ad the ad handed him the gun the AD, and he had he had he has a, it it's come gun. out now he has a history he was fired from another project or something. And, and there's a lot going on in this one. And it's, yeah. I guess the, it was said the crew were using the guns to go shoot stuff at night in Santa Fe and they were cutting. And again, when you work on the film, this is one of the things that pushed me away. There's 15, 13 to 15, 18 hours a day on a set is pretty common. Yeah. When you're working on, right. When you're in the crew, those are long days and they have a very, I say this because I have friends and so this, they have a very, like a very vagabond Bedouin lifestyle, right? Is like you; those become the, your family, right? The people that you're on set with, and you kind of move from one show to the next, and that's just. And Brad Pitt and Angela Jolie's—they yeah, literally became family. That ha- happens a lot, man. Like in yeah. these these crews, the hours are way longer traditionally than even actors have, right? And so you got to make sure mistakes don't happen because these things do turn up. And like what I'm relating to this with with her is like you know an actor's not supposed to break his neck on the set or their neck on the set, and yep. it happened. Right, a, a DP isn't supposed to die in the making of movies. It's like it's, they, every, I'm not the first person, but everybody's talking about Brandon Lee again. You know, mm-hmm. like in this day and age, there's no reason. There's really no reason to use blanks, right? You can do all that stuff. Digitally. I I actually yeah. I have a I actually have a friend who that's what he does for a living is is props, and he's a prop master. And like he's like he's shown me his his fake guns. He's like I don't use blanks like it looks like a real gun you pull the trigger it looks like your thing and like you just like you just add everything else digitally nowadays it's like That's there awesome. is no need for a gun that fires as a prop and, gun. and regard regard regardless of blanks they should never have had real bullets 
No. What did, why did they have real bullets on that's, set anywhere that near is, that set? So that is going to be a major question because they said that the rune again, there's a lot of he said, she said going on when, when actual investigations are done, we'll have a clear picture, but they were saying the crew at night was going to have, was having beers and going out and firing the guns. So uh, I, I, I had, I, I heard, sorry, Dave, just one thing. Not, I, yeah, heard, I heard that the person who is in charge the armor, I guess, the armory yeah. person. Yeah, the armor. That That's she, the guy who directly she, handles the gun. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was, a, it's a woman. I don't have her name. I can't find it. But she's like the daughter of a legendary armory guy from, from, you know, in moviedom. And she, like, she, she had, she, apparently she had nothing to do with it because it was that assistant director that had all the, who was like skipping all of the procedures and everything. And, and just handed Alec Baldwin the gun, unbeknownst to her. So what probably what probably happened is you have a UPM with a, the the Universe Production Manager. They have a short budget. They have a short time window when this movie has to get made. It's way I bet it was way low budget, and they were trying to do way too much, and they were cutting corners. And the the AD was probably here getting whip crack from the UPM on top. They're going, "Come on, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. Come on, come on, come on, come on." And it got sloppy. And this is what this is what happens when you don't take the right precautions. And the, the fact that the armorer never touched the gun is a gigantic problem. And you know who's gonna, even though Alec Baldwin didn't mean to do this, he's going to wind up, you know, in, incurring a good chunk of liability because of the accident and because he's a producer on this. So when eventual lawsuits get filed, his name will be attached to that, which is unfortunate because now he's going to have a double whammy of guilt on him. So, yeah, no, and, and he's got to live with it for the rest of his life. And that's oh, it's terrible. That's, that's the tragedy of it. But I will say this, and, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care what people's take is. If, if you're ever in a situation like this, like if you're an actor and you're going to be in a movie that's going to have guns involved, you should take a gun safety class before oh, you yeah. set foot on that set. Always. Like a real gun safety class that has a test at the end that you make sure you pass it because... You know, I'm not saying that it would have changed anything, but it may have made him a little more cautious about it. You know, well, and he's a veteran. He's, he's 68. So he's been on these film sets handling, you know, prop guns for 30 years, maybe right. more. So you like, can always it, get a refresher on. You are 100 percent right. And I think that in, in our country, you guys know where I fall on things. I think that we've let guns become too much of a political issue to the point where people are like you're either like super gun, like you're, you're those dudes who are walking into Starbucks with, you know, strapped or you're someone who's absolutely afraid of a gun who won't touch one and won't learn anything about it because of that like, and there's not like a healthy center spot where you need right. to actually learn and understand how these things go. I'm not a gun guy. I don't, I don't want to go hunting. It's not my thing, but I know in my family, there are people who are my father-in-law to hunter. My kid's mm -hmm. going to learn how to, I know for a fact, I don't have no interest in this. My kid's going to learn to go hunting at some point. And his grandfather is going to teach him how to hunt. He's going to teach him gun safety. And I just based on, you know, 40 years of life. Like I know he's going to 50 years of life. He's going to do a good job teaching my, my son how to handle a firearm. And that's just, you can either make people scared of it or you can make people understanding and respectful of it. And I think that's part of the problem too, is we have in a lot of our, like a lot of like the, a lot of the crime areas is that people, like guns are just quick weapons and there's no, like, there's no respect built up in our right. culture for guns because we have such a strict, we have such a gun culture where yeah. guns are like fetishized. Right. Yeah. So people either mm -hmm. go one way or the other. It's either guns are the best, or it's like, man, guns are horrible. <laughs> I want nothing to do with them. And there's like, there's got to be a middle ground. It's like people die when there's lack of education. Education, lack of education 
cost yes. people their lives. Well, you, you could you could say that the the reason some people have that reaction of I never want to be near a gun is because of our oh, the American culture John, of fetishizing guns and, and there's so many gun well, deaths. Yeah, I, I mean, don't dis- I don't disagree at all. My kid has to do active shooter drills in school. How yeah. great do you think I find that as a parent? Yeah. Well, hey, hey, speaking you know? of somebody who who when I was young, used to ha- we used to have the atom bomb drills where they would put us under our ch- under our table under where our desks. Touch, where they taught you to bend over and kiss it goodbye. Basically, yeah. But <laughs> but no, they, to a kid, but, that's that's scary as crap. Yeah, to, to 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 your point, JD. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, and I don't know what the the answer is, but nor do I. I'm not smart enough. I I do know that that is one thing I've a lot of people have brought up is like. We used they used to have gun safety classes in like years ago in schools. They would teach kids how to shoot. You know, I mean, this is you know probably back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. But like they would teach kids gun safety and how to use a gun and everything, to so they would learn how to respect it, like you're talking about. Like, but it's such a taboo thing it now. Is. It's it like is. yeah, and you we, can't it, even talk about it. It's like well, no, we need to talk about it. I do think we need to talk about it. I do. I think we do too. We do far too much of a job of villainizing weapons like we're not the whole thing us don't don't glorify the shooter and it's like i understand where that comes from but at the same and i'm not saying and i don't think you have to play the the mental health card with these guys either sometimes people are just evil right yeah. and i don't think we i don't think we talk about that enough but i mean we we as a culture need to like again i say this is a guy on the left ignoring the problem isn't fixing it right right like some type of education and i'm not saying it's going to fix everything but we're the only country in the world where this is a problem. And it's it's funny to me because like these people, these the you know, Hollywood's like super anti-gun, but they're in every movie, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, and again, you can't make an old it's what's an old West movie without some kind of revolver. You gotta have it. Yeah. I understand it. But at the same time, if people understood things a little bit more, and again, there's no reason in this day and age, like you were talking about earlier, Dave, to have a real gun on set. None. Yeah. Make a fake, right? There's also can, there's also going back to what you're saying, it's like so they're, they're supposed to have all these protocols for, you know, making sure that everything's safe. You can have safe. protocols if how, no one follows them, what do they matter? I, I know, but like, how long does it take to open up the chamber and make sure that all the, that there are blanks in there? And you know? I, I, those are pro- that's, that that's that's getting back are- to my point about gun safety. Like if you, if you're handed a gun and you yes. know how to check it before you pretend to shoot it. True. Yeah. Here's what this too is. I saw. I was reading a thing from a pro wrestler. I'm a fan of Lance Storm. He's talking about a movie. He's an older guy. He was talking about a movie he made in the 2000s, and, and he's playing a cowboy, and that he has a, a a rifle. He goes between every take. The prop master opened the gun, said, "Cold," locked it back in, and handed it to him. And he yep. said, "I thought the guy was being way over the top." I'm like, "Is this really necessary?" Turns out, yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. So, and the Brandon Lee should have taught us all that too. Because yep. that was a that was a gun that remember that was a they used it they used the gun and the tip of the of the of the bullet broke off and was jammed in the barrel so when the when the blank went off it fired the project the broken projectile right into Brandon Lee's heart same situation low budget movie right yeah. cut in corners prop master didn't check it through enough and again there's no re again 1993 okay sure it is what it is but Robert Rodriguez has been doing digital squib hits since 2003 yep. There's no reason in this day and age. Again, you didn't want to spend the money because that costs a little bit more money. It's cheaper to get the blank out there and do it. Cut corners, kill, save lives. Yeah, or it doesn't save lives, I should say. Like this has been, this was bugging me all week, and I, I think people are going to take some unnecessary pot shots at Alec Baldwin. But how would you feel if you inadvertently killed someone? And had- I, oh no! Every, so, everything I've read, Baldwin has like he's just first off, he's destroyed he's, about. How this. How can and you not be? So, never yeah. be the so, same. 
So yeah, I, he didn't have anything to do with it. Like, I, it he, this is so weird that, that we've taken this turn, but the two things that bothered me the most about this, and you guys know where I fall um, mm -hmm. on a lot of things, and it's just like I don't care. I don't care what his views were beforehand. I don't yeah. care. It was an accident. The guy accidentally killed someone. He's got to fucking live with that for the rest of his life. Leave him alone. You know, it's the same and, as when Dick Dick Cheney did that like 20, and, 20 some years ago, and it was wrong to make jokes about that then too. Like and two, all of the news, and I I know he's the famous one is focused on him. Yeah, because he's and famous, not on, and not on the poor woman who lost her yep. life. Because he's famous, and it's it's much easier to call this the Alec Baldwin thing, right? Right. Then then talk about the victim because she wasn't quote unquote anybody right and she's just someone who worked on a movie and she from what i was told she's supposed to have been a pretty good dp like a nice she just graduated from i forgot the school she went to a couple years ago so she got into this later in life and from what i've read she had some talent she could have been she was going places yeah as this case working with you know alec baldwin's major star you know like this is a big deal this is like this is up there with the brandon lee thing it's up there you guys remember when the twilight zone movie when vic morrow and those kids died oh my god i forgot yeah. about that Oh, the helicopter crash again, yep. cutting corners, not being safe with stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like you got again, these are accidents. And I hate being like, oh, accidents happen. But I mean, like, you got to be safe. And they're going to this low budget film is going to lose its freaking shirt because everyone and their mother is going to be deservedly fired because there were warning signs and people ignored the, the like it's i can tell you right now it's well, the so, so, yeah, some it's of the, the producer it's the executive producer they were trying to make their day yeah. And trying to cut corners and it costs someone their life. And the directors are still messed up too. Well, the assistant director, David Halls, is the one that I was talking about. He's the one that that grabbed the gun off of the rack and just handed to handed it to assistant um, director should never yeah. do that. Right. Should it should never been, do it, that. It, it should have been handed to Gutierrez, who was, yes. who was the armor. The armor but, should um, have been on top of that. That's no re and again, it was they weren't even filming, it was a rehearsal take. He was practicing drawing. Yep. You know? It's 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 hard. so back to ruby rose but again that's the same situation with ruby rose though right is you know you know helena hudgens didn't plan on going to work and getting shot ruby rose didn't go to work that day planning on breaking her neck so i understand where the frustrations come from yeah but there's the other side of that coin is there's some confusion if she broke her neck on batwoman or when she was filming a movie because apparently the, she was filming a movie yeah it doesn't either Either way, right? There was some baggage. She clearly didn't like what she was doing, and she was asked so, to doing things she wasn't comfortable with. My my question, though, in all seriousness, and it's like no offense to to anyone, but did not taken did she affect did she effectively end her career with this move by mm. by spouting this out and breaking an NDA and all this? Maybe Hollywood's petty like that, man. Look at Mira Mira Sovino won an Oscar and couldn't get work because of all the Weinstein stuff. Yeah. Like acting, Hollywood's a fickle, fickle thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible, but I don't. I don't think so. In this day and age, it's there's so many productions going on. I think she'll keep. I think she'll work. Maybe not in high profile stuff. Yeah. I think she'll, yeah. What's Ray? What's Ray Fisher done since? I have no idea. I haven't looked uh, at anything. He's. They don't done. like it. Like the the system doesn't like it when you when you step out and speak it against the system, which is why a lot of people don't do it. Right. No. Exactly. That's 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 kind of why I was asking. Like be interesting to see where this goes with her it's a horrible situation because Absolutely. I, I i i i wanted to side with ruby rose but then now what's coming out kind of says you know I, regardless of what her situation was mm -hmm. she did not help it i think no, i think her mistake to work with yeah i think her mistake was 
attacking her co-stars because they're the people that are most likely to back you up in a situation. So when you attack the two main co-stars you worked with, the 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 guy who played your father and the guy who played your 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 guy in the chair, that's not that's not good. You know? Yeah, it's and these are the kind of the, the rotten parts about Hollywood, the business part of Hollywood. Right. Where it's always going to be a lot of he said, she said, it's always going to be a lot of whose version of the story is the right one. Like you said earlier, Dave, it's always somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And uh, spin is so important in these things, right? These these PR people release stuff so they can get their positive spin on it. I do think Ruby Rose probably probably did violate an NDA, and that's probably going to cost her something one way or the other. But yeah, I don't know. You could say she's in uncharted waters now. That's a oh, that's a Meg joke. John with a segue. Yes. Um, yes. So, so moving on, we did get our first look at Tom. Uh, Tom. Holland. Yeah, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. My gosh. I, I almost said Tom Welling. That's why. Like, why okay. did I go wrong, wrong superhero? Tom Holland in Uncharted. And I gotta say, before before I throw it to you guys, like, oh my God, video game physics come to life. I yeah. this might be the first video game movie that feels like a video game jumanji that's not a video game well well i mean yeah i mean that's not a real video this is based on a video game i'm talking the the whole scene all right wait 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 um wait laura croft yeah yeah but were they any good it it does (laughs) no it does feel a lot like tomb raider yes but i mean the whole the scene with the airplane at the end of the trailer was just like him fly and then he catches it with his foot and i'm like yeah that's something that happens in a video game this yeah, does yeah, not happen so, in real life to be fair i saw john mcclain doing that some similar stuff oh my god the last die hard movie yeah. he was basically indestructible yeah the last die hard movie he was basically superman or wolverine yeah yeah so, but i don't I mean, feel this- like that i don't feel like they try to stretch the envelope in the video game movies as much you know yeah you might be right about that there's definitely some video game physical logic going on in this thing but the movie looks fun I don't well, know if I'm ever going to watch it, but it looks I, fun. You know, I just I just rewatched Rampage with The Rock. Yeah. Don't tell me that that's using regular physics either. Come on. I mean, that's a monster movie. That's different. I know, yeah. but, but it's like, it, this is not something we haven't seen before. It, it's kind of <laughs> that's you know, a... normal. Like, any any take any Fast and Furious movie for crying out loud. Hey, wait, hey, wait 10 minutes. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> right? right? Rampage but, is... Uh, Rampage is a monster movie hidden in an old video game movie. <laughs> I, I know, but but it's it's actually I, and it is a video game, right? But, yeah, an um, old video game. I know, but it 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 it's still it's still watchable. It's pretty good. But anyway, hey, there's my recommendation. Yeah, no, that that's your takeaway from it. But the 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 thing that I saw most online was that everybody thinks Tom Holland is too young to play the the leads to to, to play the lead in this. He's he's like twenty five. Yeah, he just know, looks but, young. But, That's why he's he playing does. Spider-Man. Apparently, the lead, apparently the lead is supposed to be older. I never played played Uncharted, so I really don't know. I just know that you know that's that's I I guess the the it's supposed to be like oh oh like an Indiana Jones guy. I think that's so. a dumb complaint. I also think you they and we've talked about this before. Actors don't draw like they used to, but I think you hire Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland to make sure you get some asses in the seats with a true. But because yeah. you don't was, know how a video game movie is going to do. The Very thing true. is that the main character's name is Nathan Drake, and there was a serious push on the internet to get Nathan Fillion to play that role because he looks exactly like the character in the video game. Yeah, they but they can't. Of, 
they're not going to do that because I know. he's older and they want a franchise. Yeah, probably. Yes, because he'll probably look as old as the character by the time they get to the fifth one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with Tom Holland's genes, that might be in uh, like 50 years. Might, might be that. difficult. So, yeah, that no, looks good. I mean, if it comes out on streaming, I'll watch. I mean... <laughs> I mean that's the only way I'm gonna see it, dude. It's getting it's getting tough to go to the theater. Why? All why right. Go, why go to the theater? I don't know. Speaking of the theater, we're gonna take our second commercial break and we'll be right back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, boys and girls, I know, I know. We promised you for two weeks the Lego Star Wars Halloween special. But so we're pushing off to a we, third. Haven't, we haven't done that yet, have we? <laughs> no. But we're pushing it off again because we have to talk about it. And everyone's going to be talking about it. And, of course, we could watch it for free on HBO Max this weekend. Free is, free is debatable. We all are paying for it. Well, that is true. But, of course, I'm talking about the 2021 Dune. And, Dune, uh, Dune, Dune. Not, not Carmax Dune. No. Dune. So <laughs> not David Lynch's dude. Yes. So I've been, I did not do any of my normal research. So we'll just, we're just going to wing this here. So let's start out how we normally start out. Let's go around the room and talk about our, our initial impressions, non-spoilers of this movie. And John, you can go first. Well, there've been a couple of adaptions of this now. Two, three, sci-fi. Three, sci- was sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi. The sci-fi mm-hmm. one, David Lynch. And now this is the third. Yes. There was another one. All right. Hodorowski never got to make his, but there's a phenomenal documentary. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I the first one I saw was David Lynch, and that thing is kind of like an earworm for the eyes. It kind of like drills into your brain and makes a home, and it it it's just I, I so so obviously I'm go I while I'm watching this one I'm comparing it to that. It was way I, I think the it was way more uh, was it was paced better. I think it was uh, much more, ugh, much more, more. I'm trying to use the word more. It's much closer to the actual books. Although I, from what I've heard, the sci- I haven't seen the sci-fi one, but the sci-fi one is supposedly even closer to the books, I guess. But it, it was, it made a good movie, you know? It's just, it, and it's going to be a two-parter. So, you know, I th- I thought it was good. I, I kind of liked it. it. It got the mood. I, I think it could have had a little bit more emotion in some of the scenes like they, they did play it very very down and yeah. even david lynch's had you know had a lot of a lot more emotional range in some of the characters but you know it's a dystopian future and they did they did pretty i think they did pretty good with it the all actors, right the actors were were, fair, were good picks especially right. aquaman <laughs> gd so I'm coming into Dune Cold, right? I've never seen the Lynch version. <gasps> never saw it. Never saw it. I never give, s- give me your geek card. <laughs> I, I've, I've surrendered that in with my anime stuff long ago. Uh, I've never read the book. I'm not a huge, outside of Star Wars, I'm, just, I'm not, I find that I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. Not that I have any issues with it whatsoever. I just, I don't know. It's never grabbed me quite as much. I did see Hodorowsky's Dune, the documentary made about three, three, four years ago about mm-hmm. the failed attempt to do this movie in the 1960s. And I loved it so much. And I, I've learned of, of Dune through osmosis. And I almost bought the audiobook last year. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to watch the movie. And then wound up waiting forever to watch the movie. So I've been very excited to see this. 
I this is the first time I saw a movie at home and said, boy, I really should have gone to the theater and watched this movie. I'll tell you why. I had a very hard because we watched this movie for the show. So I was like, oh, I got to watch. I, I didn't want to watch a movie last night. I kind of wanted to do other things, but I had to watch it for the show. So mm-hmm. I had to sit myself down. I'm like, I'm going to turn this on. And it took me about 25 minutes to get into it. Right. I play with my phone. I like look around, you know, I have to turn the volume way up because everyone, all the performances are delivered in this kind of a voice. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to, to follow when you're watching it at home. But once I got in, I, I enjoyed but I agree with John. I find Dennis Villanueva in general to be stunning to look at. I find his work to be just gorgeous to look at. Like his movies look fantastic. But I find them a little cold. I find them a little clinical, right? I had a very, and I was telling my buddy about hmm. this before I pod I recorded last night. I had a very, and again, I, I don't have a connection to the Paul Atreides character. So I was not into it right away when, when they were like, oh, he and I'm like, oh, another one, one of these. And I realized this is probably what, you know, started that whole thing. I get that. But I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling the character or the performance. Uh, I really did. I loved what I, I liked what I saw. By the end, I was into it. I love the special effects, love the action sequence. I thought Jason Momoa actually is the most relatable and fun character in it. Because I do find a lot of the characters to be kind of cold, right? Kind of just, you know, delivering their dialogue and you know, and not in a way that doesn't show much range of emotion. And I don't think that the chew on scenery, but for me, I had a very hard time connecting with the characters. By the time I was, by the time that we ended, I was ready for more. I, I felt incomplete to me. Like I get it, half a movie based on half a book. So it felt like that. It felt like, well, I only got half the movie. Well, so, better, better than trying to compress and it I like agree. David Lynch did. And I, and I agree with you. I mm. think that would have been the move. I do wish they'd have shot them both back to back. So we'd have had, so we wouldn't have to wait three years to get another one. It, it would have made sense to do that, but I don't think yeah. they had the moolah. I think they had to prove that this one would work first because it's Dune, hmm. and it's a lot of people said it's unfilmable, and a lot of people said it's that you can't adapt it. So for me, I'm gonna say liked, didn't love. Okay, it's fair. All right, so so real quick, I did do this while you guys were rambling on. That's what we oh, by the way, by hmm. the way. In, in, in the Uncharted trailer, I love the use of Ramble On. All right. Great song. So real quick, Rotten Tomatoes score, 83% Critic. critics and 91% audience score. Good score. Those are really good scores. And box office, this is interesting. It made $41 million domestically and $182 million, uh not domestically, so Overseas. $225 million worldwide. It's war- those sound kind of low, but it's so warped with today's box office. You know, those are really, just, that's really sh- good. That, 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 doesn't in, that doesn't include China too, probably. I'm shocked at the at the such the the difference. But is HBO Max not available in other countries? Is no, that- it is. It is not available. That's an American thing, I believe. So um, it, it, it the the pro those numbers are starting to get skewed because of the proliferation of VPNs like NordVPN and fair, stuff. Fair, fair. Yeah, True. I, no, no, no. I, as an and, anime and, guy. I am I am on a VPN sometimes. No, no, I, I get I that, but I mean, <laughs> I get that. But if it's not readily available, that means more people have to go to the theater in, in other countries as opposed True. to yeah, which is probably yeah. what's happened. To know what the streaming numbers are in HBO, that I'm curious. I know we're not going to get those. I'm just curious as what they were. Yeah. All right, so let me let me paint a picture. Hey, Bob Ross. I got a. <laughs> I got one. up. I got up on Saturday, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch this today. I actually walked up to the mall. Oh, you went to the theater and saw this. Okay. No, no, I didn't go to the theater. This is. I walked up to the mall right. to get to get to go to Pretzel Factory to get pretzel bites. Ah. You know, I was all excited. I got myself a, a, a cherry coke zero 
and a and pretzel bites. I came home, made some popcorn. I sat down and got comfy. Do you live close to the mall? That sounds like a long way to go for pretzel bites and popcorn. Yeah. Well, no, the popcorn is microwave popcorn at home. But oh, that's fair. well, the pretzel a, bites and the drink. How far? How far? Walk, I'm just saying, how far a walk did you have to, to do? It's about 45 minutes. That's a that's commitment. I'll give Dude. you that. Yeah. I, I I mean I walk to the mall all the time, so it doesn't. Yeah, it's just, I'm just I just made me laugh. Like I walk to the mall to get pretzel bites to watch a movie. I'm like, wow, damn. That's... I got I got comfy, and at one point I woke up, <laughs> and I'm like, what, what? And I had to rewind. Yeah, it. I get I, it. And I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but it was extremely slow. And I have another issue that I'll get to in this when we get into spoiler territory. And it's like I said, it wasn't bad i understand it's supposed to be a better adaption of the book than the david lynch one i kind of agree with you i think jason momo was the most likable character in the whole thing he's very likable yeah i i didn't i didn't care about the main character that much yeah and that was my big problem too i'm like i know i'm supposed to care about this guy but yeah yeah that, that was the thing in, in the david lynch one what's his face kyle McLaughlin. Uh, yeah kyle mclaughlin he had emotional range in that you know he 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 was he, even though that one was done kind of low key too. At least you, you got to. I don't. I don't know whether it's Kyle McLaughlin himself or or maybe this other actor. What, what's his name? Timothy Chalamet. Tim, like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy yeah, Chalamet. He, I don't know. Maybe maybe or I don't know if it's the direction. I don't, know. I don't think it's him. I don't think he like all the actors were fine. Yeah, and he yeah, had yeah. he had bursts of, of activity. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, like some of that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. was just I just I didn't I wasn't like yay for him. You know? I agree. That was my biggest problem too. Is is all is all in the guy they had play Paul? Is I did not find that maybe something will change and he'll have a character. I think it's part of the problem too. Is he has no like character arc, right? It's an incomplete arc because it's half a story. He has no. Yeah. He he really had nobody to play off of either. No, so this one, right? But but now he'll have Zendaya to his like play a Rebecca all right. Ferguson, all but she's really let's, let's oh, yeah, no, right. she was good, she was good, she's good. All right, hold on, all right, let's get into so if you haven't seen the movie, so obviously you can see John liked it, J, JD and I are on the fence, you know, like it was no, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much with JD, I mean, I liked it, I didn't yeah. love it, but I, I'm, I'm so, so, thing. like, didn't love, I didn't fall asleep, <laughs> I did, I did struggle. That first 20 minutes, I did. So we're going to we're going to we're going to say, OK, we're going to get into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen it yet and it's on HBO Max, so go watch it and exactly. come back. If you have. And here we go. Oh, let me get, let me tell you this. At one point, I'm like, what is going on? So I I, I had to go do something. I'm like, this has got to be almost over. I paused it. I was only an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Hey, like, hey. Sci-fi so, world building, no joke, man. Oh yeah, for you know? real, for real. But but so there's a there's a there's a very famous story with George Lucas, right? About why did you start at episode four, right? And he talked about he had this grand grandiose plan for the the you know Darth Vader and Skywalker and whatnot and all these things to set it up. And he said though he wanted to start at the most what he thought was the most exciting point in the story. And like, even though it wasn't, he didn't have chapters set up. He's like, I just called it episode four because I figured, you know, the stuff at the setup would be three episodes. And so like, that's my whole thing. Well, why don't we just start at like the most exciting part? Like, <laughs> so 
there's there's a lesson in writing that we talk about when you're writing a novel open on action mm-hmm. well there, there's a reason for that that trope in movies it's like you know action 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 three days before yeah you know you want you want to grab the audience right away yeah. you know it's like a columbo I, episode right? but it, but it, but i think i think that's overused too because like I think you can do a little world building in the beginning so, if you have likable characters that people I don't know, man. Identify I mean, with and, can, and want to follow. I don't know. I think the hardest part of Lord of the Rings for me is the intro where they just and that luckily the visuals are good enough to carry you in um in the Fellowship of the Ring. But I mean, like again, I'm a character guy, right? I need I need to feel something for a, a character on a so, journey. So here's hmm. I, I, I'm with I've never I've never read the book. John, have you um, read the book? I swear I ran through the first book, but that must have been like Long time the, ago. It, like 89 okay. back when I'm I worked for Walden books. Yeah, I'm just curious because a lot of a people, long time. it seems like a lot of people that have read the book really like the movie. I've seen the Lynch version on TV, right? But here's the issue, and I, and I don't know if it's an to issue be with fair, this. David Lynch doesn't like the David Lynch version. Of David. Yeah. Um, but to, to be fair, since I haven't read the book, I don't know if this is an issue with the movie or the story, but the character of Paul, right? I kind of feel like what they're trying to do here is they're trying to set up that he loses everything, right? And you're supposed to feel sorry for him. And then that's when he goes off with the, what's the name of the people that live on? The Freeman. Fremen. The Freeman. Yep, Fremen. Uh, Fremen. Like he's going to go off with the Fremen and live with them and and, and come back as the triumphant hero. But he's the son of like, he, he's born into into like... Wealth. He's an aristocrat. He's an aristocrat. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to connect with this character, you know? So, uh, I'll talk, let me talk about that a little bit. There's this old trope in old time literature and, uh, you know, a myth, mythery, if you will, that <laughs> if you're special, it's because you are born of high stock, right? The idea of the everyman as a hero is a fairly new concept, right? And it's also a fairly American concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, even, even in, I think in, that's why I, I I identify with Duncan more than I do with I mean, Paul. I, mm. Yes, and I think that's I agree. I think that and I was bummed when Duncan died. Like I'm like they're gonna kill him already. What the f? I had to mm. Google him really quick and like mm. oh, oh e- even real. in mythology, like you have to be yeah. the son of a god or a Her- demigod Her- or something. Heracles is the son of Zeus. Yep. You know, Uther is Theseus. just a, yeah. Uth, Perseus is again so the gods. Arthur is just a lowly squire boy, but in reality, he's the son of Uther Pendragon. Yep. So you think he's just a low, like an Arthur's the best example of it because Arthur, we think comes from humble stock, but isn't. He's really right, been, right. It's man, it's almost like a manifest destiny kind of thing where you're you're born for this, and it's yeah. not even Luke. Even Luke Skywalker follows. That. Yeah. Because yeah. like again, Luke is just again Anakin is just you know poor white trash from from the sticks. Right. But he elevated himself. And then Luke is also poor white trash from the sticks. So right. there is a little bit of that. But Luke has that a bit of that Arthurianness in him too. But by the time we learned that about Luke, we've been on the journey with him. Right. You know, so we've gotten a connection with him. And this is a bit, I, I, I can't help but compare the two. You cannot help but compare Luke Skywalker to Paul Atreides. Right, they're both. There's a big desert planet. Well, okay, maybe you can. <laughs> oh, I think you can. No, as far as a new, as a new, as a new viewer who come in, like it's hard not to draw the the parallel lines because Lucas was clearly influenced by Frank Herbert's work, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Luke Skywalker is, a more, especially in this adaptation, because again, I haven't seen else. I find Mark Hamill's portrayal of Luke Skywalker to be 
more endearing and inviting than what we saw from from Paul Atreides. Like he just feels cold, right? And like born, that was my big thing. Was, it's almost like you're born for this, like Neo or something like that. But again, Keanu Reeves has this unique charisma that you know overcomes a lot of the the stilted dialogue of the Matrix. Right. Yeah. No. And then what was it? The other thing. Um, Actually, I, I think I remember from I think it was from the books. I, you know, it's been like I said, it's been a while. I'm remembering like I think I think part of the storyline was Paul might not have been the chosen one it's his mother that's pushing all of this on him right and, right and well setting things up so he becomes this but and that's like, so that's, so there, there's the idea that he, that's the whole he thing that starts making this but that's the whole thing that starts making the story more complicated too where they throw mm-hmm. the i don't remember what they're called but like the witches in who have essentially like mind control powers you know and and but they're only supposed to be women. So he was he was the the, the only boy that was born, you know. So that's yeah, you're talking about the, Benny Jesuit, yeah. Yeah, Ben yeah. And then like so they're like I'm just like, oh, like what and that that all that stuff kinda and I and I'm sure it plays in later down the road, but all that felt he, unnecessary. He's a god. Like Paul is I know this like Paul is a god. Right? Yeah, he is a god on on earth where on thank you. Arrakis. Arrakis, if you will. So I'm re- I the reason why I know these names is because the one of the very first real time uh, real real time strategy games I ever played was, was Dune. Dune on the Sega Genesis. Fair, <laughs> which which is why this adaption with the was it the Ornithopters? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That is awesome. Actually, I love those Ornithopters. That was such a cool. I yeah. saw like oh they're giant dragonflies. That's really yes. Cool. That's really so cool. yeah. It was. What was it, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> sorry. No no no. That's fine. But that's yeah, and then. The show. <laughs> Right, so it's hard to connect with him because he's a god, right? Yeah. It's like, like, but even like, but even like Superman, like they find ways to when it's when he's written well, they find ways for you to connect yeah. with him. Well, his parent, his parents will dress him down, or or Lois is his connection to humanity, and right. through them he shows where you don't. He's, he's just a guy oh, too sometimes, so, but but Paul doesn't have any foil for that. And then here, here's my here's my other question, regardless of that, like. The, the technology of Dune is, is all over the place, too. What's the point of the personal shields? They don't, yeah, they don't seem work, to stop anything. Well. <laughs> yeah, like, why 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 even make that a thing? Just just get rid of it. There's no need I, I feel like to have it gives that. You, I feel like it gives you, like, like video game lives. Like, it gives you a couple extra blows before. Yeah, think, think of it like regular armor, right? Like, yeah. you know, you can take a few blows, but if somebody hits it in just the right direction, up oh, there it goes right well, up the joint. Your, your I mean, sword, so... Thanos tells him in the beginning, like, oh, a slow blade can get through. It's like, well, then Thanos. <laughs> yeah, true, though. You know, took me a second. Yes, you're correct. That was in fact Thanos. <laughs> which which threw me, too. That threw me. What a cast. So, oh, and speaking yeah, of cast, we had, we had a scar start. Stellan Skarsgård. It's awesome. It's the speaking of cast. Okay. Oh okay. God. I, I, you know what? I said all the acting was good. I have one issue Go with the cast. Oh, name? man. What? If you're going to cast dave batista in a role hmm. you expect to see him in a fighting scene you don't hire I dave know. batista for his acting chops i'm sorry <laughs> no offense saying. to the man and also if you're going to have drax and aquaman in a movie yeah. i'm sorry they you expect fight, right? <laughs> to see them fight in at that, least one scene you're correct that is like and again this is the problem with the source material is that 
I felt like again, it's I think Dune is supposed to be more of like an elevated concept. Again, it's, I don't never read it. Well, it is, and the Harkonnens to play a Harkonnen, you don't need a whole lot of range. Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I wish there was. I mean, the fight scenes are for when they are there are good. I just it feels a little coming to America, doesn't it? Huh? What? Like think about Paul and think about Akeem in the beginning sequence, uh-huh. the fight training sequence. And instead of going to Queens to meet his wife, they go to they go to Arrakis. Oh my God! I mean, like, I don't think I'm wrong with this. Coming to Arrakis. Coming to Arrakis. Episode title. <laughs> 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 the two coming to Arrakis. Right, coming to um, Arrakis. Yeah, I, I, I get that's my biggest issue with this. I feel like I think Rebecca Ferguson is awesome as Lady Jessica. I think she is fantastic. She's good yeah. at everything. Yeah. She's she was really good in uh she made in, you feel the fear Do- that she had for for Dude, Paul. Too. She's the villain in Doctor Sleep and she's phenomenal. Oh so so good, so scary. That's the sequel to The Shining. It's really good. She's very good in everything she's in. Yeah. It's good. Uh I liked her in this a lot. A little underutilized, but when I gather the book, she's even more underutilized. So all right, you know. Or complete. The whole thing just feels very un- incomplete to me. Oscar Isaac. I like He's good. Yeah, like he, he was fantastic. He is amazing in this movie, and mm-hmm. I felt something when he gives himself away, gives his life at the end to- because he shows range and personality. We see, like Oscar Isaac has a great face where he's able to, you know, you can feel his pain, you can feel his struggle on things. Yes, like you see that he's this aristocrat who's really trying to do best for not only his family but his people Bef- and he knows and the people be, of this planet and too planet. he knows it might not be the right move but he's got it he's he's like that ned stark type of thing like this might not be the best move for me but this is a good move for humanity and i'm gonna mm-hmm. have to try to make this work and it's a struggle and i ultimately I, I, I was wrong i screwed up and there's a lot of sympathy in there just the guy who plays paul has no personality yeah that's my biggest problem. The zero charisma. In, and I don't know I, if that's the character, the direction, or a combination of all of them. Like, I wish I wish I could remember the, the books, like the, the book. I know I only read one. If I did, I just, it's just been too long. But I mean, given given the other portrayals of him, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it might be a, a combination of the source material and the fact that they just, you know, hey. they pulled a Hayden Christensen on him. You know, all he had to do was talk about sand and his hatred of it. <laughs> And so, I have a question. And a lot of, you know, complete right. seriousness. I understand. I understand where they ended it to set up part two. Yeah. Like that makes sense. But why was this two and a half hours? I felt like there was so much that could have been cut out of this movie to at least get it down to an hour and 45 to two science hours. Science fiction world building. Ne- no, no, next, no, 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 no. Next no. to an anime. Science when Paul, when is Paul the and his world building. when Paul and his mother escape, <laughs> we spend twenty minutes following them through the desert. Why? Yeah, uh, because, there, there was no need for that because Dennis Villanueva is about is is an is an art director, right? He is about his shots. He is about setting the scenery. He is he is really it, not. But it added really, nothing to the story. Ambiance, I guess. Yeah, ambiance. You know, if you like, if you go to film and like the beauty of a composed shot. And again, this is another reason why I think this movie probably does play better in the theater, right? Where, you know, you have an 80 foot tall Arrakis, mm-hmm. you know, I think you could develop a little That's bit it. more appreciation. Arrakis is a character. Arrakis, the world yeah, itself that. is I a character. That. And Which so I, he's giving that time to breathe yeah, I, as well. Well, I agree with that too, because I think a lot of a lot of the great movies do that with cities, right? And it didn't need to be that cities. long yeah, I though. I don't um, think it I, needed to be that long. I think it could have been trimmed a little bit. I'm not going to lie. 
but I get why he doesn't like he tells his stories. He really does. He's like, he's an artist. Like he paints his move. He paints his films as pictures. Right. And like the performances aren't secondary, but I don't think they're as important as the art. Well, but then, okay. Along the lines of the cinematography, your then your biggest action scene when the, when they're attacking the, the invasion, yeah. the invasion, but a lot of it's in the dark. It wasn't night. I, I like and it's yellow. and it's it's not well lit, so it's hard to see a lot of what's going on. But that battle did happen at night. It wasn't a you and know I, a Godzilla excuse thing. That makes you know that makes sense. CGI. No, that makes sense to have that battle be at night. And there's something at the desert at night and making your dash to the desert at night that's yeah. very religious. Like it's mm. very it's got biblical proportions. So I get that, and I think that a big part Sodom of this and movie. Gamora. Yeah. Even the flight from I was called the creeping death, the 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 plagues, you know. Yeah, but they oh, couldn't have cool. any of those. Once they started attacking, they couldn't have any of those floating lights come up and illuminate, the, you know, the he, the I lamp mean, that followed Paul around. They could have had a bunch of those in the. He chose not to, and I get it. I mean, like it's. I like think watching, that was a poor choice. I really do. But that's you, and I, sure. I mean, you can have that. So that's that's an opinion. It didn't bother me, but I understand where you're coming from. It is underlit. I do like the way he photographs Arrakis. I do like the way. The color temperatures are very muted and everything. It gives everything mm-hmm. a very deserty feel. I love the sandworm. Thought it looked great. Yeah, uh, they looked very good. They look great. The special effects are phenomenal. Mm. They're okay. creative. You know, the ships look cool. Like I got they even no- got the even got the sand okay. thing right. Like when you when you pump air and vibration through sand, it becomes quicksand. And that's and that's why people started. I do have a worms were near. It I dug. Really, I dug the spice, like showing the spice floating through the air. Yeah, I, I will say that was a cool effect. That was I, cool. The, I do have a question about the worms, and maybe use I'm special, the only use a special shit. <laughs> <laughs> those are crabs. Those are crabs. I'm sorry. I was. Right. And maybe and maybe I'm the only one who picked up on this, and or maybe it's something that's in the talked about in the book. But it felt like a couple times they were different sizes. Like when they had the yes, one. Mu- they're, they're, they're worms of all think, different sizes. I think there's different worms. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. like when they were doing the saving the mining crew with the helicopters or the dragonflies. That's a big uh, ass worm. Ornithropters. Ornithropters. Yes. Well, dragonflies. like that was huge. The, the mouth was like opened up and it was like. The whole screen obviously was taken, and like I've again, if you were seeing that on in the theater, it probably would have been more impressive. But then when Paul is going through the desert and that one comes up to him, it's like well, that's not as big as the one that attacked the yeah. The, but they're they're different the mining si- crew. They're different sizes, yeah. Okay, because you know, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Is that something like they, that's they don't pop the out book? when they're born? That's a, yeah. No, there's there's like I I swear I think I think this was in the in the David Lynch one where they had a smaller one where they're pop pumping water through it right that'll come actually that'll come up in the second part of this probably and yeah, there's different sizes they pump, like pump bugs, water yeah. through it for you get to, to give to him big flies small flies yes. house, horse flies but it is it's like yeah different yeah. animals all over the place big this puppies small big puppies. puppies small puppies big whales <laughs> tiny whales yeah no no it's just usually they don't do that in movies like this they try to like be consistent you know but they again world building they, yeah, world they building. like He's one of the things about the dune series is world building man mm-hmm. yeah this is heavy sci-fi. This is like Anne McCaffrey level world building. I think it's like Frank Herbert level world building. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not Robert Jordan though. Robert Robert Jordan will build his world one leaf at a time. My wife <laughs> and every leaf read, will have a backstory. My wife tried to read the Wheel of Time and got through like 50 pages and she was like, I can't do this. This is no, so yeah, I know. I made it through a couple of books. I was very proud of that, but I made it, you know, it's like 
man, I'm going to go back and read Full Cult's Pendulum, you know, and Umberto Eco, because this, this, this is not good. Uh, so, all right. So let, let's, let's try this. What was, what was your favorite part of the movie? John, right. you, you can go first. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, well JD I had think, an answer. Oh, oh good. I, I th- well, first off, I think they finally, like, it, it never made sense in the David Lynch one, how the poison worked when, when, when he breathed it out, but this, this one did that better. But the other, I, you know, the like, Captain America too. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the worm, I, I, I think the worm, when it came and, and ate this, the sand crawler, that That's was cool. like, That's cool. yeah. Yeah. That was that, the, you know, again, like you were saying, Gabe, that the effects that, in this is just amazing. And that was a, that was a character building scene for the, for Oscar Isaac, where it's like, we can only fit six. And he's like, well, let's get seven per ship. Yeah. You know, let's well, it, and all. it was one of the things that actually is the reason why the Freeman trusted the Atreides was because they, they showed that they valued people more than the spice, which is something they didn't, they hadn't seen with our Conans. So, right. Okay. So uh, yeah, that that's, I, you know, I can't, or either that or, or Aquaman got his hall scene. So that was a cool scene too. Hmm. Uh, okay. JD. I, I like the, I like the invasion. I thought that was really cool and really well done. I thought it was, I, I did like, I did like the, the, the lighting of it. I liked how chaotic and warlike like it felt like it didn't feel like we were showing off our scenery at that point it felt like it was a, this was a crash you know smash invasion that that moved like yeah. a little bit more like a like a christopher nolan war like like uh, 1917 like i felt like that it felt like the sci-fi version of that scene to me so i really i really dug that i thought it was the most character just the whole thing about it. I thought we had built so much, we did so much to build character and like Oscar Isaac, his, his uh, Leto Atreides character really makes sacrifices and really is screwed and, you know, tries. And, and I, I enjoyed that. I really liked Duncan Idaho and that sequence. Like, I think people were really being human in that movie. And I, that's something I think this movie lacks a little bit is characters acting human a lot. of the Yeah. Time, you know, and this was like, I had felt the biggest connection to everybody in that sequence. Again, Paul just kind of is there. You know, yes. I don't feel like he's got my, he's a kid and he's learning. He doesn't have much agency, but when you break it up into one movie, it makes it, it makes it rougher on the first movie at least. on the first movie. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have that accrued interest of the series. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll, I, I definitely, the Duncan, the scene of him sacrificing himself to save them. I think that was a really well done scene. I like the grave scene. When you're at the grandfather's grave, oh yeah, and yeah. Paul and 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 it's the father, and he's talking about you know him taking over, and he's like, and Paul's like, I don't really want that, and he's like, you're you know you'll find your own path, like that that really showed the character, like yeah, he's that's, not all about the yeah legacy the, and the power and all that, yeah, that's the most human Paul comes off in the movie, but even the performance yes. is still a little dry, yeah, know? definitely, so. And uh, yeah, and then the ending credits. So <laughs> you really didn't like it, did you? No, I like it. It was it was fine. I'm I'm hoping the second part is better. So so okay. So then let's see what was your least favorite part. And I'm gonna go first because you're you like that. I, I'm still gonna stick with that fight scene. The the invasion. I did not like it because of the lighting. I just I couldn't follow it and it drove me nuts. Sure, okay, I get it. <laughs> How about you, um, JD? My least favorite sequence, probably like the whole opening sequence. I just, 
it, it was just, it was again, part of maybe I like a lot of it had to do with maybe my mood at the time, but I had a really hard time grabbing a hold of something, right? Yeah. Like I had a real hard time connecting with just about anybody on a human level in like the first probably 20, 30 minutes of the movie, right? Once yeah. I got in, I was fine. Then again, a lot of it probably had to do with me. I'm sitting at, if I'm in the theater, I think maybe it's an easier jump for me because there's less distraction, personal distractions. So I think you can more put this on me than the movie, but I had a really hard time getting into it. Yeah, I could see that. How about you, John? Actually, I think the thing I'm most disappointed with is uh, Zendaya's acting. Look, not, barely in not, the movie. What? She's barely in the movie. She's barely well, in I, it, I, yeah. I know, but but like it did not set a good precedent. And it's not her acting. I think it's the direction. Like, because they, they seem to want everybody to be really low key. Who delivers her lines kind of like this. Yeah, yeah. And that's not her. Is it, like, you've seen her in other yeah, stuff. And, yeah. you know. Everything's is that is, it, is that her acting off of, what's his face? Tim, oh. Timothy, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think it's, I think it's, I think they're delivering what Dennis Villain the way they want. You know? Yeah. I think that's what the director wanted from these guys. I think he wanted a very, uh, I think it's one of those cases where the, the source material is so grandiose and bombastic. I think he wanted to kind of tone down some of the performances. Which is really remember. funny because David Lynch's. Did the opposite. Yeah. And it brought it to, and it did bring it to life. I mean. But a lot of people like revile that movie. I, I know. I the, the one thing I was missing, I was oh, I, I mean, not miss kind of missing was all of the all, all of the whispering, you know, like you'll see a character and it'll be like the, the spice of life. You know, you hear this the 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 was it the off-camera talk or whatever vo- voice in their heads. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think if you don't have sting in a metal bikini, what's the point? Well, that there was a severe lack of sting in a bikini as well, yes. Severe lack of bikini in general. <laughs> I mean, you're on a desert, right? Should, oh, wait, there's no water. Are, people are way overdressed, for, right? A lot, of, a, lot of <laughs> a lot of heavy layers for a desert. Uh, would you drink your recycled urine? Fuck yeah, if in the desert. I'll drink your recycled urine. With, 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 with future tech filtering it? Sure. Well, you know, why not? It's probably cleaner than the water we drink now. Possibly. If you live in Flint, Michigan, what's the problem? We're actually quite a few places in in the U.S. No, I'd have no problem. Out. I would be happy. I would happily drink either of your filtered urine to survive. Hmm. <laughs> and if it tasted good, all the better. Oh, well, you know those suits probably have a place to put the lemons. You know, <laughs> well, you need a lemon if give, you're going to drink pee. Give it just. <laughs> I don't know why I went right for lemon. Well, well you can put lemon in something. Sometimes it's a little bitter. You put a little lemon in there. Oh my god! There's a place for the the Kool Aid powder to go in. Yeah. You put a tea bag in there. You just let it kind of sit on. Your oh, back. now you're talking. Now you've got iced tea pee. So, <laughs> iced tea. I'm on a roll tonight. Why? Why? Uh, All right. So we alluded okay. to this earlier. We talked about this is part one. <laughs> yep. So they haven't filmed part two yet. Is that no. my understanding? No, it's not even greenlit. That's weird. It's bizarre. In this day and age, super bizarre. For something this big, too. Yeah, super I mean, bizarre. Those, those sets, like, they're going to have to store them, hopefully. They don't want to, I, won't have to rebuild I them. I mean, how much of those things one need to be? I mean, this day and age, well, it's Dennis Villanueva. Anyway, never mind. He's going to want to. Yeah. Yep. That is weird. I mean, I just, I don't get, like. It's Warner, man. They can't afford it. They, they've risked a lot on this movie. They had a bad year. 
in 2020. Yeah, that's true. This this has to this has and it's to just, it's, I was gonna say it's it would be such a weird way to end it. Well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter, you know. Well, what happened to Paul? True. Oh, he went off to live with the people in the desert and the and the Harkonnen took over Dune. The end. Mm. Oh, okay. Sounds like sounds like a good ending. It's <laughs> like Masters of the Universe when Skeletor pops up from the ooze, he's like, I'll be back. It's like <laughs> or, or or the misfits and the Josie and the Pussycats at the end. <laughs> Or just name another movie with like a, you know, and it's coming back. And I really liked the Josie and the Pussycats movie when I was in college. <laughs> I did. They were really, wow. Yeah. Well, well, let's see. It made 223 million. What was the budget on this? It had to be big. It's a great question. Oh, with CGI these days, they could pare it down. But that, but well. that, that cast though was expensive. Oh yeah. No, right. Yeah. True. It was. Especially Zendaya. She's like. Hopefully she's getting well, it says 100, 165 million. So they made their money back. Yeah. Opening weekend. So yeah. that's a hit. So, yeah, I guess the will green let the cycle cycle sequel. What a boring um, poster. The graphic design in the I'm just looking at it right now on Wikipedia. What a boring, boring yeah. poster on that like bland green. <laughs> Uninspired. You need no. a little Zack Snyder in that. I see a little personality in it. That's all I ask from these things. How, how do you do a poster for Dune? You don't have like, oh, they do have a sandworm in the background, don't they? Oh, I, is that what that's supposed to be? Or, or is that, that a, or is that a moon? I thought it was a moon. I'd have that big ass sandworm. <laughs> that's not a moon. That's a sandworm. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Yeah. <sighs> that's a sandworm. You, 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 you. All right. <laughs> Sandworms. You no, know, I hate them. So then, are we looking forward to part two? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it. Like this isn't like by the time I got to the Hobbit two, it was like I don't want to watch the last one. You know? <laughs> no, this wasn't that. I mean, like it's a little. I don't know. I think I I think that I'll have a bet. I want to see it again, right? Okay. I'll give myself a fair chance to watch it again with a more clear mind, knowing that I do like it, right? But I want to see, I want to give it another fair chance. And. Here's an interesting thought. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Does it do? Does it do better than this? Like, are we? If we're fully back in the theater, we have to go to the theater to see it. Man, if if we're not back in the theaters, if things are, if we haven't found some semblance of normalcy in three years, we're yeah. basically it's basically Road Warrior out there. <laughs> oh, it's like Dune. There's a lot more personality in Road Warrior. Like I felt, yeah. I felt more range. I felt more range in Mad Max Rakatansky than I felt in Paul Atreides. This is true, but I'm just saying I, I, I'm kind of kind of curious. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing too. Like they didn't do it back to back, so do you still have momentum in three years for? No yeah, for part two. I have no idea. I think it's it's a gamble. I'm shocked to learn they weren't like that. This wasn't just greenlit from jump street you know like yeah i'm literally blown away because that, that's so a many... it's, it's a re, that's a real gamble for not doing not filming the whole thing like and because this is doom like they should, but at the, same, they should at the same time if they film two and the first one is an absolute disaster then you have them then you spend money in a movie that nobody <laughs> wants to see so i get it like i get why they didn't that being said you know all those arguments hold water true but then the other I mean, the other flip of the coin, too, is that people like Dave Bautista are going to be filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So that's going to hold up 
doing yeah, Dune 2. Yeah, they got to they got to write a script. I well, I assume a script is. Written. I'm sure. I yeah. But it's got to be. I, but it's Hollywood. It's got to be rewritten. It's got to be punched up. Yeah, that's what they do. They got to have ten different writers write one script. It's not just Batista too. Zendaya. Zendaya. Like, oh yeah. That and Tom Holland. No, I'm sorry, Tom Holland's like Tom Holland's, if Tom Holland had, <laughs> I wish Tom Holland was Paul Atreides. I know. Some nerd is like, JD, you're so fucking stupid for saying that. And I'm like, you know, you're probably right. I'll take the L on that. No. But I feel like he would have showed some personality. And that's my big problem. I, that That is a missed opportunity. It is. He would have shown range. Yeah. I don't feel like this guy showed me any range in this movie. I would have had real chemistry with Zendaya, too, because aren't they dating now? Well, we've seen the chemistry. They actually, sometimes couples don't have chemistry, but we know these guys do. Yeah, exactly. We've seen them in two movies so far. So, but, you know, Batista, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, getting them all together again, it'd be like. They don't need to get half of them because they all. They They all died. Like Jason Momoa, don't matter if he comes back. Jer, um, what Jer, I almost said Jared Leto. Don't matter if he comes back. Josh Brolin, don't nope. matter. They're dead. Oh, okay, you don't need them. You just need the the Fremen. How convenient. After them, they're dead. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> no, so it just leaves Zendaya and and, and the Fremen. They got, Timothy uh, and uh, Javier Bardem, I believe, is one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How Rebecca Ferguson, yeah. And the Harkonnen. You need Dave Beck, and you need uh, Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> I liked Stellan Skarsgård. I did. Again, naked in this one. Is this like a trend for us? Man likes to be naked. Who are you to pass judgment on a naked Swede? Yeah, I mean, you're naked all the time, John. I am not. You're you're naked right now. People just can't see you. Uh, Except on what we're recording. Superior speak after hours. (laughs) That's when the show gets blue. Super, super, Balls. super max, super max, super max, <laughs> super max, and Cinemax. Yeah, and Skinemax. There's, no, there's no way to turn superhero speak into Skinemax. So, oh, thank God. Oh God, yeah. no. I speak for America when I say <laughs> thank you. You probably speak for your wife too. I try not to. She scares me. <laughs> and there's a healthy relationship, folks. All right, all right. Oh, so let's. Son, uh... So don't cross your mother, man. I yell. She's dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right let's wrap this up before it gets too crazy final thoughts and a score i know you hate to score jd one out of ten sandworms <laughs> john you can go first yeah i'll, I'll give it a you know I, I i don't know if i want to go as low as i'll go to 6.5 you know it's 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 watchable it's not quite a six but i can't quite give it a seven either so I'm gonna split the difference in six point five and wait and just completely waffle on this. Okay. So you know me. I, I like to I usually like everything for whatever merits it's got. I, I thought I, you were I, I honestly thought you were gonna go higher than that. I, I yeah, I was six point five, like because of it's because of the acting, you know. I mean, and not because of the actors themselves, it's the direction, but and and whatever vision they've got for the director but you know i think it'll pick up in the next one because there's more stuff to happen and you know they i i don't know i just i hope it picks up a bit okay i always think of these things when we go on a scale of 10 like used to grade in school like 190 is an a 80 to 90 is a b 70 to 60 or 70 60 is a c 60 below is a d and then anything below 50 percent is an f Mm. right that's the way that's the way i always kind of do these in my head so for me this was a solid b 
So I'm going to go like eight. Oh, wow. That's what I think about. Like I said, like it's, I think for me, eight would be a B, right? If, if this was a five point scale, it's a four, right? That's kind of where I'm at. And again, it's all, it's all Paul's performance. That's, that's what really, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the movie. I just didn't, I just didn't like his performance. I didn't dislike it either, but I didn't like it. See, I'm I'm just tired of wooden actors that complain about sand. So that's what killed me for. Oh, to, to be fair, it's been 20 years. <laughs> so the, should they have gotten Hayden Christensen to play Paul? He's coming back. I know. Yeah. We, I completely forgot to. We should have talked about that. This is the yeah. yeah. This is that's what we do, but well, we didn't. So ah, we'll have it. We'll talk about it next week. We'll, we'll uh, probably have more to talk about next week. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, more like sands through the hourglass. So <laughs> is <laughs> Dune. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm kind of like sitting there going, I'm curious if the second will redeem some of the things in the first. You know how that happens sometimes mm-hmm. when when you see like the payoff in the in the sequel, like okay, I can forgive the acting in the first one because of this. But that being said, it, you know, it was it was yeah, Paul was hard to watch in this. Everyone else around him I thought did such an amazing job. Well, except maybe Zendaya. I don't know. I thought she was good. Um, I didn't bother me. I don't think she did enough to judge, to make a judgment call. Personally. But uh, but I'm also ha- I'm also having difficulty going. Is it just because I didn't connect with the character, or was it the acting? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go between you guys. I'm, I'm gonna give it a seven. I think it's fair. And and yeah, so so that's where we stand. All right. And for those listening, let us know on social media what you thought of the movie. What what what, what is your score? You should post Dune. our you should post our scores in the tweet this week, just so we can see what other people think based on what we got. That's a, that's a good idea. But isn't that giving it away without them listening? Yes, but you know, give them a reason to listen. I'm here. With oh, all right, all right. They, they might want to hear why our scores are what they are. Oh, that is true. All right, so there we go. That is Dune. So let's uh, let's wrap this one up with a little bit of recommendations for our audience. I'm excited because I actually have a recommendation this week. So. John, you look so prepared. We'll go with JD first. <laughs> well, I was going to say, could you rewind back halfway through the podcast? Because I just, I came up with, that's my recommendation. I know I can't remember what I said. That's on you, brother. Um, uh... my recommend, I have two recommendations. One, if you like Dune, watch Kornowarski's Dune. Great documentary about a movie that never got made. And it would have been batshit crazy. Crazier than David Lynch's? Yes. Watch Kornowarski's Dune. Kornowarski oh, had a movie where a guy pooped a gold nugget. I'm not kidding. That, okay. that happened in a movie. Watch, John, watch that movie. Do yourself a favor. You'll love it. Hodorowski's Dune. Um, I, I, my actual my actual recommendations, I finished a book. It was a prequel to Dracula, written by uh, an author I had a chance to meet at that conference by the name of J.D. Barker and uh, Dacre Stoker, the great-great-great-great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker that was cobbled together from his original notes of hmm. the first hundred pages of Dracula were cut from the book. Oh, cool. So this is basically what it would have been. And this is essentially, it's a story of Bram Stoker meeting Dracula. Oh, wow. It's an excellent book. Absolutely excellent. Spooky, great horror stuff, good characters, written in a style that's a tad stilted, but it's aping to be like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right, right. So it fits and it works. And I, man, I loved it. It was great. It was called Dracul, like Dracula without the A. So yeah, that's my recommendation. for. Oh, John. I can't remember what I was going to say. And I I remember at the beginning, I told you I didn't have a recommendation. And then I came up with one and now I can't, I can't remember it. John recommends Raisin Bran. What about the, what about Raisin the anime? Bran? 
I was what about the, the anime you kept talking about and it was uh dragon ball z no not dragon ball z the show you were trying to think of the name of it oh juniper lee the legend times of juniper lee sure if you want to go retro it did when it came out oh my god maybe 15 years ago but it's one of those ones that was well scripted well written and had a really nice overarching storyline and has more depth than you initially give it credit for. It wasn't just a Saturday morning cartoon. Not that anybody knows what those are anymore. That's not a uh, thing anymore, man. I was trying to explain to the kid and he was like, you had to wait till Saturday to watch cartoons. Oh my God. Like not real. Never mind. Mostly. Mostly. (laughs) Yeah. We had after, I don't know about you and your kids. I grew up in the eighties. We had afternoon cartoons too. Yeah. Those are also a thing. Nope. Nope. Seventies. You got, home, you, got you got home from school and you had G.I. Joe, Transformers, Thundercats. That that came that came later in Ninja the 70s. Turtles was, for me. Because yes. yeah. in, in the 70s, you only had three channels. And if you came home early enough, you got to watch One Life to Live. Well, I watched Days um, of Our Lives with my mom. And Days of Our Lives. Yeah, it's like it was all soap operas for the moms, that the stay-at-home moms. <laughs> That's it. That's John's recommendation. One Life to Live. All right. That's just a I, nah, I played Dungeons and Dragons with Chris McKenna, who was on One Life to Live. Top okay. five dirtiest things said on this show. <laughs> that is that is impressive. That is up there. <laughs> All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to our website, superheroespeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. Comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. And all right. I might be late to the party. I don't know. John said he hasn't seen it yet. JD may have seen this show on Netflix. Night Court? Just recommending Night, are you recommending Night Court? No, 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 <laughs> no. That's no. not on Netflix. It was, and then they took it off. I think it's a peacock now. <sighs> okay. Dun, dun, dun. And the role continues. A friend of mine recommended. <laughs> I watched the first episode, and then I told my daughter about it. She's like, oh, I love that show. So I've watched the first two episodes. It is called Midnight Mass. Oh, I can't wait. That's Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I really want to see that. It's got super, it's like super uh, Stephen King vibes to it. Oh. I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing but good things about that show. Yes. And it's, it's it, Stephen King meets Lost because like you don't, you have no idea what's going on. Like they're, it's slowly building to something. Hmm. Again, hell of a filmmaker. He's the one who did Dr. Sleep, like I was saying earlier with the, uh, okay. R- R- yeah. R- Ferguson is the, he, yeah. Like it, it, basically, it's a, it revolves around a small town that's on an it's a fishing town that's on an island that's off the coast of like Oregon and long story short there's a the the monsignor doesn't show up the monsignor goes on a sabbatical to the holy land and he's supposed to come back and he doesn't come back and this new priest is in his place which is it's also really weird because like he doesn't he's he's just in the rectory one night like he didn't introduce himself to anyone no one knew he was coming he just like showed up in the rectory and it's yeah and all weird stuff starts happening in this town and it's yeah, i got it's, it that's thank you thank you for saying that because like you're the first normal person i've heard recommend it that's not just a horror nut so now i'm hmm. sold thank you for that. yeah no it's it's cool and i will say this too so flanagan wrote it or is he just directing it both okay yeah so he obviously was raised catholic think so yeah like there are little again yes that man was raised catholic there are little things in there that like if you're not catholic you would you would just dismiss it but it was like 
oh my god like yeah no that's it that that's perfect you know and there's like because there's little things the priests do and some people pick up on it right like wait you didn't do that quite right or this is di- why'd you do that differently kind of thing you know yeah as a lutheran so. that'll go over my head but i'm very excited to watch john you catholic i assume agree i was i was raised irish catholic and now yeah. i'm a recovering catholic that's that seems to be that seems to be the trend line through the irish catholics yeah my dad's the same way i mean i was wiccan for well forever and now i'm just agnostic you know so. i'm glad I, i'm so disappointed that i don't have a joke to bounce off of that i'm just i've never been more <laughs> let That's... down i'm like give me something <laughs> on a silver platter and i'm like i got nothing that's okay. That's not something that I don't know. That's, mm, I don't know. No, it's fine. All right. So on that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. I think I think you need to go get your, your Ash Wednesday ashes. Is that coming up? That's No, that's in the show. And <laughs> I'm just checking my calendar. I'm like, is that really a thing coming up? <laughs> no, it's, we're, we're coming into Christmas, man. I'm not Catholic. We don't do that in yeah, you know, when Easter is. The schedule. You know, and Easter is, and that's I, I do that's before that. right before I'm Easter. Not, I didn't know that because I'm not Catholic. Oh, wow. Well, while JD goes converts, we'll put a pin in it for this week. So as always, <laughs> thanks for listening, and don't let your cake get caught in the door. Have a good.